Welcome back to New Rockstars. Did Toby and Andrew Spider-Man ever get home in Spider-Man No Way Home? And is there a scroll running around the MCU fighting strangers with the face of Steve Rogers, Captain America? And how did the genie even get inside that lamp in that magic tiger cave in the first place? This is Rogue Theory, the show where we talk about the nerdy titles that we love, now with a new format. My name is MT, and going rogue with me today is Spider-Woman's mentor herself. It's the amazing Jessica Clemens. What's going on? Jess. Hey, I'm doing good. I bet you guys are wondering why I have a blue screen now. And it's because Brandon, our producer, said I fiddle with my keyboard too much the last episode. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, I, I don't think it's not. I, That's I so understand. Funny. This is the most, uh, the, the heavy punishment I've ever gotten as an adult, and I completely understand. <laughs> so this is. Well, you just keep so clickety clackety a lot. It I happens. do. It's what you it's do. It's okay. And now I'm looking for something to fiddle with right now. I'm gonna I grab the I can't believe that hole. Brandon grounded you, and that you're like you're like in detention in the blue dungeon. It's okay. Hey, the blue dungeon is where we all live. It's it's a nice place to it's be. It's true. Look, MT and I are happy being captured. It's no, fine. We're happy yes. in punishment. We have Stockholm syndrome, baby. We live in here full time, and we love it. <laughs> we have the same diet as the the Lost Boys from uh, Robin Williams' uh, Peter Pan. Uh, we just eat. From our imagination. Yeah, it's um, Just great. kidding. <laughs> and of course, we cannot forget about Spider-Gwen's understudy. It's the spectacular hey. Whitney Van Leningham. What's going hi. on? Hi, 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 hi. I'm good. <laughs> I'm having a time. Let's do this. Yo, I heard that um, Gwen's back isn't feeling all that great, so I think you might be up next. So, um... Get the suit ready. Get the suit ready. <laughs> um, just kidding. I can do Emma Stone eyeballs, baby. Look at this. <laughs> oh, oh, that's on point. Oh, oh, yeah. I dig it. Those are big eyes. 10 out of 10. I'm calling Andrew Garfield right now. He'll get yeah. over it. Call um, just kidding. I'll be like, hi, hello. It's me. <laughs> it's me, your dead girlfriend. Your I'm dead here. girlfriend. I'm sorry about her, but I want to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just play pretend. Just kidding. All right, now it is time for our Rogue Theory query. All right, gang, because Peter Parker did not know that you could just use a telephone to call a college, something fishy is happening in the spider side of the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse. First, we had Peter Spell bring our favorite Sony villains and heroes into the MCU, only for the return spell to end up sending Adrian Toomes, AKA the Vulture, into a completely different universe, presumably because he knew Peter Parker was Spider-Man. This now establishes that Doctor Strange's return spell did not work as Doctor Strange intended and could potentially run the risk of those affected by it, like Toby and Andrew Spider-Man, to have no way back home. So we don't know if Toby made it back home to his unhealthy relationship with Mary Jane, or if Andrew made it back in time to polish the Stacy family grave. So here are my questions for my wonderful panel of big-brained homies. First question is, do you think that Andrew and Toby Spider-Man actually made it back to their home universes? And two, if not, where do you think they went? I mean, my immediate thought is wherever Toby went, I hope to God it was a hospital because he was bleeding. He was bleeding oh, yeah, he a was lot. Like if he got, like, I understand, like maybe he didn't get sent <laughs> back to his universe but like, at least I hope that wherever he ended up, there was like an ER 
with a surgical <laughs> team on standby and a nurse with a very steady hand and a needle yeah. and some wow. painkillers because he was bleeding a lot. He got stabbed. Full on stabbed, like literally in the back by the green goblins. So like- And it's not the first time he's been stabbed in the back by the green goblin. I know, it's a bitch move. Hey, you gotta watch your back. If you got green goblin as an enemy. Tell it to our yeah, right? That's bitch moves. It That's really is. It's a bitch move. Okay, so you want to hear how stupid I am? And actually, it's actually You're not, not stupid. stupid. You're not stupid. This this is, oh my God, tell us everything. Studious. I typed out all my answers for today's book theory. Oh my God. Don't my show the viewers your know answers. Too, but mine are on a Word document. I don't have access to a printer like a mongrel. Uh, the thing is, <laughs> it would be on my normal computer. If I wasn't banished to this goddamn oh, true. You it would have been out if I didn't have the blue. I would have to memorize all the notes I was gonna say, and I was like, no, oh these God. are getting typed out. These are getting printed. So, I, I but I think it's really funny the way I wrote it. So I'm gonna read how I yeah. wrote it first, and then I will explain. Um, I said, okay. like Vulture, they were sent to a different branch and the post credit scene to Across the Spider-Verse will reveal both Spideys are trying to find their way back home from the Spidey hub and Across the Spider-Verse. So I think they got shipped back mm. into the Sony universe. And it, this is rogue Ooh. theory. Ultimately, probably they just went back to their own timelines. Yeah, and they're dealing with being stabbed and they're dealing with being cool. But my <laughs> other theory to it is that they are gonna be, instead of Tom Holland being the post credit or being in into this or across the Spider-Verse, we're gonna get uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire that are literally stuck in the spider hub because they're like, I can't figure out my way to get back to my normal time. They just sent me here with a bunch of other Spider-Men. Luckily, this one got healed from being stabbed, but also, as an addition, the second part, a different part to that is I also wrote, they did get back to their original time, but now that the villains have changed, like their emotions, they've changed who they are, it butterfly affected their world, causing a new branch, causing some pruning. So I also think Ooh. that their villains going back to their timeline and not being villains anymore isn't normal. And it would be like, hmm. You made a butterfly effect and all this other chaos and all your towns is just ruined now. So they probably So got they made pruned. a butterfly effect just because like a few men went to therapy. Yep. That is so messed <laughs> up. They just break the universe by just sending yes. a couple of guys to therapy. It's like, but I'm a good person now. Yeah. And it's like, well, Stan well, Lee didn't you're not think you supposed were a good to person. Be, bucko. Yeah. Like, you're that's not, not part of the plan, so. You're not supposed to be. Sorry. I feel like that theory is probably a, such a fun and actual theory for not even just like a good a villain turning good, but like women dying in comics. Like if they didn't die in the movies, there'd be like a butterfly effect where they're like, well, she was supposed to die and I'm like wait why what if she just didn't die what if she what if Gwen never died what if Gwen's just a hero and it's like well nope she has to die or else they won't know that they're doing something good or bad the boys so yeah I think this is a good theory a sound theory uh that would happen I like no I think that, like these two theories are really really good especially this theory with um, Toby and Andrew potentially heading to that little hub of where all the Spider-Men are in Across the Spider-Verse because I feel like we're going to see a, like a crossover between the two. I feel like Marvel There's and guys. Sony are going to work together on um, a Spider-Verse movie. It's going to be amazing. So I really like that theory a lot. And this idea of the spell basically changing the fates of like changing the timelines of all of these um, spider people. Uh, because that's essentially what had happened. Change the fates of all these people. So like maybe the web of life and destiny is all messed up now. I feel like that's a, that's a big um, possibility there. It'd be funny if... Jamie Foxx's Electro was like, 
wait, I'm good now. And they're like, no, you got to be bad. <laughs> he's no. like, it's okay. like, sorry, you, you have to be bad. He's killing I'm people. Sorry. He's like, I didn't want to do this. The Eternals are making me do I this. I mean, like, <laughs> the maybe Eternals. we can actually see that happen. The Eternals. The are Celestials are going to fucking wipe our planets if I don't kill everybody. <laughs> Big Tiamat made oh. me do it, I swear. They're like, in that universe, there's no Tiamat. They're like, who the fuck is a Tiamat? <laughs> what is a Tiamat? What it's like, what the hell is that? that? It's like, they got purple aliens over there. We don't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, a little. I like these theories a lot. What, what do you think, Whitney? Okay, so here's what I think. Because like I said, I think that uh, Toby, no matter what, had to end up in a hospital and here's where he landed. He landed in the version of the universe because, okay, let's let's take a little time machine back to whenever the Morbius trailer came out. I don't remember uh, when that was. <laughs> I've mentally blocked it out, the date, but- It was know, like a long time did. ago. It was a long time ago. I hope you guys know that I was the person who wrote all the notes for the Morbius trailer breakdowns, which means that I've seen the Morbius oh trailer 900 billion oh. million times. You're allowed um, to You're welcome, so, basically. You're, you're very welcome. I want to kill myself. <laughs> but um, that's a joke. That's a joke. Uh, so here's what I think. In that trailer, there was a version of the trailer where he goes, Dr. Michael Morbius at your service. And as we all know, that line was not actually in the movie. So I think that Toby (laughs) got sent to the universe where Uh, Michael Morbius does say that line. And so when he comes to Dr. Michael Morbius at your service, and then Morbius is like trying super hard not to drink his like blood gushing, but he's he's a good doctor. So so he fixes him up. And then Toby and Morbius- And then, you know, like Jared Leto's kind of a weird guy. Tobey Maguire's kind of a weird guy. Uh, And I think that them together in a world uh, is bad. And I'm glad that it's not our world. Like, I'm not, I'm glad that we don't live in a world where they're best friends. In their multiverse, they become best friends and they have really toxic views towards women. And it's great. Oh, my God. (laughs) I love this idea of Morbius and like just patching up Tobey Maguire's wound because like it just yeah. it's, it's a natural continuation of that there it works out very well like if that actually happened Michael Morbius helping him out it's just like it makes a lot of sense and like it would potentially draw a lot of like eyes towards the Morbius side of things if Toby if Tobey Maguire somehow for some reason decided to sign on for Morbius It'd be Morbin um, time up, would be very That weird. would be the kind it of Morbin time that would get us Morbin all invested time. Because nobody's yeah. not going to go watch Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. That's like the way to get us to watch Morbius because we'd have to go yeah. see Morbius. I mean, like, let's not give them any ideas, but like, it is a good idea to do that. <laughs> I'm just saying, if they want us to see Morbius more, if they want more BS, that's what they should do. Um, they want and less then BS. I think that Andrew Garfield, I, I just want to say he got home safe because... Uh, I just want him to. I he's don't been know. through enough. He, Andrew Garfield been through enough. changed like, his I mind. I think that maybe he, yeah, maybe he just like got really lucky, and he got yeah. zapped back the right way. Uh, I, I just, yeah, I, I want Andrew Garfield to be happy, and I want Toby to go to a hospital. Those are my only real requirements here. So those are my theories. Hey, I don't think those are unreachable. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I don't think that those are unreachable at all. I like these a lot, and like going on to this Andrew Garfield point, I would love. If Andrew Garfield made it into the Spider-Gwen universe, 
when yeah. like he runs into Spider Gwen. He's just like, oh my god, you're alive here. Yeah, like this is so nice. He I'm like, get his I want to stay here. He would be so weird. He would be so weird because Gwen would be like, yeah. first off, I wasn't dating my Peter. He was my best friend. And secondly, well, I've she's dead in her universe. Well, in yeah, his, and well, also, if he, if Andrew he went Garfield's to her like universe, like super hot. So maybe her Peter wasn't as hot as this Peter. Because Andrew Garfield's like, an attractive man, he just is. Right. I'm rooting for a gay Gwen because uh, how are you gonna have a Gwen that skateboards and plays the drums but is not gay? But isn't gay? Yeah, no, that yeah. doesn't. Isn't that gay. doesn't track. 100. That'd be. I would love he, a gay Gwen. He was also so weird when he came out of his portal, and he was like, <laughs> MJ threw that bread at him. He was so awkward. Uh, Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker is just so weird. He's so weird, and he yes. should be weird. He should be weird. Don't get me wrong. Peter Parker has to be a, a weirdo creepo. But I was like, why are you so why are you so awkward? Stop being so weird. <laughs> he's awkward, but also very cool. Like he's like it's, the coolest is he awkward Andrew Garfield. Yeah, he's, the, he's is definitely not cool. the the coolest Peter Parker. Like he has I, out of all three of them. Yeah, he is out of all the three of them, he's like the cool Peter Parker. Toby Maguire is probably the dweebiest Peter. Parker. Yeah, he's the dweebiest. I, I think he's the dweebiest he's the one now like, to us. Yeah. But I think at the time, I I don't know. I felt like Andrew Garfield was the geekiest one. Maybe it's because he's no, just like, so he's, hot. He's that a huge nerd, but they made him really cool for yeah, some reason. Yeah, like, he can skateboard. He likes skateboards like, and shit, like <laughs> in in the Amazing Spider-Man. So like, yeah, yeah. Like they made him And he's bullying the bully in basketball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the basketball shit. Like, yeah. No, come on. That's like cool they made him too cool. cool. He was way too cool. <laughs> cool Pete back from back from the dead. <laughs> from the dead. I know. I like this idea of Morbius working on um of Tobey Maguire's body. That sounds weird. Uh, but yes, of <laughs> <I>, working <laughs> working on his wound and uh, I'm, I'm fixing him up, and then potentially maybe even getting involved in that whole Sinister Six scenario. I'm also just really picturing Morbius starting a cult and being like. You don't have to have just one MJ, Peter. Let me show you the way. <laughs> you and then like Morbius them. brings him into like his Jared Leto cult and Toby Maguire realizes the error of his one woman ways and never <laughs> his returns. His one woman ways. <laughs> He's like, oh, you know I what? Like I mean, Toby Maguire is on that multiple woman wave in Spider-Man 3, right? He was he had um he sure um, is. Stacey, Gwen Stacy. He was like using her to get to MJ. So like, you know, he's sort of on his way there. Um, but yeah, uh, no, I love both of these theories a lot. Um, I think I'm going to have to give this to Jessica because yeah. I really like um, her idea of like, you know, splitting the, first of all, like the multiple, like changing the fates and the potentially changing the, the timeline and printing the timeline just by having um, changed villains from the events of No Way Home. I like that, it's a really smart idea. And of course, uh, the, the Across the Spider-Verse connection. Um, I really do think that we're going to see Andrew and Toby like cross over with those guys because like it's just super easy to do. It's like a, it's a voice acting job that'll pay a lot of money and people would be super hyped. So like, you know, I'd love to see them again. I also just realized with that theory comes them after No Way Home being able to work as a team because they were only able to work individually. But when they worked as a team, they were like, oh, 
we should, we are better as a team. So now that they're in the Cross of Spider-Verse where they do team up Spider-Man things, they're like, we're good oh, at working yeah. on a team now. We can do it Yeah, now they'll be like, we're pros at this. Yeah. Step we're aside, closing. insecure Spider-Men who think you have to go at it alone. We've done <laughs> this true. before. I mean, basically, like, I really like this idea. Like, I really like the moment when they uh, learned how to use their Peter Tingle together. And I think that, that that's sort of, <laughs> oh I know God, that sounds so weird. <laughs> oh my god that's gonna be on a shirt sometime uh, but no um, I really liked when they they learned how to use their spider sense together because like that's I think that's very important to the overall across the spider-verse narrative of like you know like remember when um Miles Morales first met his Peter Parker and they had that weird moment it's like wait a minute mm-hmm. like you're a spider person like me I feel like that spider connection and learning how to work together as spider people using your spider sense in unison might be a theme that Across the Spider-Verse um, uses to, like, you know, face whatever multiversal enemy they need to face in unison together as Spider-People. So, uh, yeah, I think that there's room for Andrew and Toby to, like, use their little antenna to find their friends in the animated universe. Like, oh, yeah, here you are. Um, I use my Peter Tingle to touch tingles. Okay. Oh, God. All right, you here know we what go. I really hope? I really hope that whatever universe both of them get sent to because... He's not Peter Parker in those universes either, uh, and nobody knows. Uh, I think that Tom Holland should just be himself in those universes, which means that both Toby and Andrew have seen Tom Holland in drag dancing to Brianna's umbrella. And I like to believe that that is the new version of their old pal that they are forced to deal with on a, on a, a listen, listen, Peter Parker needs a job now. All right. He has no Aunt May. I think that he's dressing up in drag and doing drag shows and um, just dancing like um, Rihanna. I'm not going to lie. Every single time that video pops up on my feed, I I will watch it 100%, no matter how many times I've seen it before, because he's so <laughs> good at it. He's so he good at went dancing. went 1,000% into it. And I'm just like, wow, you you went hard on this one. Bro, um, I, really I dig did. it. <laughs> but no, I really like all of these theories. Um, so thank you for your amazing brains. But... Let us see what you guys had to say about this one because we asked you guys on Twitter where you thought Andrew and Toby ended up. Cleveland Boy 23 says, I think they ended up in the place that all the Spider-Men were at in the Cross of Spider-Verse 2. This is what Jess said. So like, great minds think alike. Very smart, Nick. DrumBuddy14 says they were taken to the TVA because Kang pruned their timelines. Which is very interesting. I like that. That's what I said. Yeah, that's kind of the same thing too. Angelica Trey Atre says, I'm still trying to figure out who wore the butt pad. Um, which that is a mystery that we probably need to address here on the show. I don't think day. either of them did. I think they all have big old booties. Who knows who it is? It's probably Toby. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, Marco Gonzalez, Spider Tato 23 says, maybe they swapped universes. I think that'd be really oh. fun to see Andrew and Toby's universe and Toby and Andrew's universe. AD, the creator says, uh, maybe alternate versions of their homes, like where some of their historical events were changed or deaths didn't happen, um, which is... You know, basically sort of what Jess said, like, you know, they changed their fates there. Um, So I I think that'd be really fun. But yeah, these are all great theories. Everyone's super smart. I love all your theories. But up next, we respond to one of your theories that you sent us using the hashtag Rogue Theory in Theory Court. But like always, be sure to check out nerdriot.shop where you can always grab the latest and greatest in New Rockstar's gear. Right now, you can grab something from our This Is The Way collection inspired by season three of The Mandalorian, an amazing season 
Go watch that season, it's so good. Or just let the world know that you're ready for a seat at the high table with something from our John Wick inspired collection. John Wick is very cool and it's it's if you like dogs, go buy this shirt. Support our growing network of content here at New Rockstars and grab some merch over at nerdriot.shop today. All right, ladies, now it is time for Theory Quartz because now I have to uh, represent my client. Um, I had um, one of my clients came to my office the other day and he said, MT, I have several thousand dollars in a theory that I need you to represent. I was like, listen, sir, um, you may lose this several thousand dollars. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, you'll be my second case. Sir, and I don't you have may lose several thousand dollars. <laughs> That's the first but thing But I will say, take sir. this money. I'm taking the money, but I will lose. <laughs> now I assure you, I will not lose. I'm saying no takesies backsies right now, sir. And while I take this money. Um, but yes, now okay, now it's time for me to put my Laura pants on because I'll be representing and defending my client and their wonderful theory here. And my client is Nidak or Nidak. I don't know. How You're to already losing. That. You're already Nidak losing for your client. On Can't Twitter. even say the name. <laughs> I know. I've already taken yeah. the money. <laughs> I don't need to pronounce the name on the check, okay? Um, and he says, or they say, um, new theory, the Captain America that Red Guardian met was a scroll. Alexi was bragging to his cellmates that he knew Captain America and that they fought in the 1980s. Captain America has been frozen since 1945. Some think he may have fought Isaiah Bradley. I don't think that really makes any sense. He seemed like he really knew him because he asked Black Widow if Cap talked about him, which shows that he thinks that he did. And it wasn't just a story to make other jail members scared of him. Um, so yeah, I think that this is a really good theory. I think that like there's a huge possibility here that um, there was a scroll fight uh, between Red Guardian and um, a scroll, I think, like, because we know from uh, Captain Marvel that the scrolls went to Earth and they knew of Earth and, like, they were just walking around Earth. So there's a potential chance here that um, one of those scrolls that dropped in Captain Marvel potentially uh, fought him, um, fought this this man pretending to be Steve, and because he saw Steve on like a piece of memorabilia or like what well, the internet wasn't around there. Um, but they went to the Steve Museum. They're like, oh, this is so good. I, I want to be Captain America, too. So they changed their body into Captain America. Um, so, yeah, I think this would be really fun. Um, what do you guys think? Okay, I'm taking the pro this week. So. Okay. Yeah, so I agree absolutely that the Red Guardian fought a scroll version of Captain America. That's what I'm saying. My client would not lie. They gave me money. Day. He has no reason to believe he didn't fight the real Captain America. And here is why. Okay, how do you train the guy who you want to become the Soviet version of Captain America? Mm. You train him by mm -hmm. making him fight Captain America. Mm -hmm. And as our Captain okay. America was clearly frozen, he was a little chilly, chilly cold, he could not come <laughs> to the phone right now. So... They got a scroll and, <coughs> sorry, oh my gosh. Cost, uh, uh, just kidding, court, cut it out. Uh, 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 lies, uh, probable lies. cause. Lies, probable cause. I'm sorry, I just caught okay. um, Objection. So, Objection. Sonographer. So how did, they, how did they get these scrolls? Why do they have these scrolls? Why are they turning these scrolls into Captain America just to fight this guy? Mm. Let mm. me remind mm. you about a little show Indie show, very low key, low budget. You may not have ever heard of it, but it's called Stranger Things, baby. Oh yeah, oh, we know yeah. that 
those people in the 80s, they were capturing Demogorgons and using Mm. Demogorgons to basically, like, fight their, like, toughest men, and then the toughest men would get eaten, and they were doing experiments like this, and they were trying to find someone who could, like, be strong enough to defeat them, but they knew that nobody would ever be strong enough to defeat them, so they were basically just feeding them dinner. So, I think that the MCU's version of that Stranger Things scenario is that these people who ultimately trained him to become the Russian version of Captain America, they also were experimenting on Skrulls before they gave Mm. him the serum. And so they experimented on the Skrulls to make sure that it was like safe for humans. So they made the Skrull Captain America first just to test things out. And then they trained the Russian Captain America, a.k.a. Red Guardian, by having him fight the Skrull Captain America, Mm. believing it to be the real Captain America so that there would be real stakes. That's what I think happened. I like this, not just because my client um, presented this theory and I have to represent my client, but also uh, let us uh, point our attention to a special uh, doggy that I love the most, Cosmo the Space Dog. All right, The Russians were interested in space. They had their eyes out into the cosmos, right? And I believe that during their space curiosity, they may have run across a scroll that they used to train Red Guardian for fighting people. Yeah, I yeah. think that Whitney has a really great theory here. I think that's a I think it's a really good representation. Um but uh I think the Jess probably has something to say here. Um, La- ladies, negative and Nancy. Of, la- <laughs> ladies and gentlemen of the court, I do declare <laughs> what we got here is perjury, okay. <laughs> falsities, and I refuse to come to this court today. Stand for any of this. All right, case. state your business, state your case. My name is Jessica Clemens. I'm going to stop this accent before my, my actual Southern family watches and goes, is she making fun of us? Okay. <laughs> Sound theories all around. I want to thank you for your, your, your theory who sent it in, but you're a liar and you're wrong. And let me tell you why you lie. I'm going to start with some senseless, senseless nonsense all the way to facts, right? Number one, during the Cold all War, right. the Soviet army, right? The Soviet army recreated the super soldier serum and gave it and gave it to the Red Guardian, right? Now, it's up to you guys who you who you wrote him for, the Russians or the Americans, but would it be a better <laughs> serum or would it be a diet downed version of what our mm. Captain America is using, right? Which one would it be? True. Who, who would have the actual super one? super soldier serum, so it's just like super soldier serum with aspartame instead. Um, it's actually super soldier serum zero, uh, get it right. Super soldier serum zero. <laughs> yeah, it tab, it's a tab cola, but it has super soldier Russian serum It's a in diet it. Shasta so. version of the super soldier serum. We, are, we do know, we are very much aware that in 1983 to 84, he was frozen in ice. And Red Guardian said it was in 83 and 84, so it was it was during the time he was in ice and also if this was the captain america that he thinks it is why would a double down captain america be running a rampage playing vigilante against the red guardian who was stealing launch codes and not get caught i think the red guardian's an idiot but i don't think he's that much of an idiot to think that he's going up against what is not the real captain america so i think 
This is all a lie coming out of the Red Guardian's mouth because if S.H.I.E.L.D. knew that there was a scroll pretending to be Captain America, they would have shut that down immediately because we do know yeah. that Nick Fury and the scrolls are very close. So I think the scrolls, the good ones, would have told him, hey, the Russians stole one of our kind and is forcing them to parade as Captain America and fight the Red Guardian. But what I do like about your theory is that the Red Guardian could go up against a scroll. That the, the Red Guardian could go up mm. against a scroll, right? Wrong. Why would a regular scroll be able to ever fight the Red Guardian? They would lose. But in this story that the Red Guardian mm. is telling his friends in prison, he beat them. It was launch codes and he beat him. He was, it was all in strength. That's what he said. So I take you to the, the, the Marvel numbers right now so if you look over <laughs> if i had a computer if i had a computer i would just say the numbers out loud but brandon forced me in the blue dungeon so i had to print them out oh i had to print them out there's no That's computer over here just to, just a teleprompter so as you can see between the red guardian and captain america Captain America wins in strength and durability while the Red Guardian doesn't. So is that a diet down version of the super soldier serum? I would say so. And there are war scrolls and super scrolls. And if it is a war scroll, a war scroll can get the exact same abilities as Captain America. So that means he would take on these exact numbers and still beat the Red Guardian. But Jessica, what if it's just a super scroll? What it is the super scroll? The super scroll is much stronger than even Captain America. <laughs> I had to look oh at the ads. God. I had to block the ads. I printed things out. <laughs> he my would beat God. Him. The Super Scroll could beat Captain America and the Red Guardian. So if this was a scroll, it would have won. And instead, in this story, the Red Guardian said he won. So at the end of the day, it's all still perjury and lies by the Red Guardian and was not true. Therefore, it never existed. It is a fairy tale and it is fallacies and it is fake lies. And I don't stand for it in the state of Georgia, in Alabama, Indiana, wherever they actually have this accent. It doesn't work. You it doesn't what? stand. Even though I am defending my client, I've got to. I have to say, Jessica makes some fantastic points. I have to say that it is truly dedication to print things out and hold them up I on a podcast. Have printed Seriously, it out. Like we don't have a, a team of editors. <laughs> I didn't like, think hey, about it. Have this paper. I didn't think about it. That people are probably just listening and not really watching. <laughs> But secondly, I wouldn't have had to do this if I wasn't banished to the Blue Dungeon. I would have just said the numbers on my computer. Just for all the listeners at home, Jessica has printed off multiple pages to support her argument and has been holding them up to us. So that's what's Literally happening like right now. Lawyer. If you're at home and you can't figure out what the heck... <laughs> What in the hay? What in the hay? We're Ooh. laughing about. That's it. You gotta go. It's go to the videos. Get, uh, don't forget <laughs> to subscribe and like while you're at it. When you go watch. It. Like, I really like that you brought up the facts because, like, it's so true. Like, it's Captain America would have beaten um, Red Guardian in a fight if he if they actually fought. So if it was a scroll, it's probably a dude with the strength of a scroll and doesn't have the strength of Captain America at all. So yeah. I think that this is very sound. I, I can't even front. Um, but I have to defend my my client here, and I have to say that this was actually a scroll. <laughs> and uh, my um, Red Guardian wouldn't lie um, about fighting Captain America. Um, I think that he was telling that she's a very truthful man. Usually people in prison um, were framed and were usually telling the truth. Um, so, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but yeah, no, I think that... 
Uh, there's a possibility here. Who knows? But what do you guys think? Let us know in the comment section down below. You guys be the judge uh, because we, we like hearing from you guys because uh, you guys got some good brains. Now, before we leave, I want you guys to give me your 30-second theory, but not on a Marvel thing this time. I'm going to do a Disney thing this time. Are you guys ready for a Disney movie? Do you guys know that um, small film called Aladdin? Um, yes. It was a very small cartoon. No one really watched it. It was from the 90s. Robin Williams. Really great movie. I don't want to interrupt you. I don't want to interrupt you, MT. But this is the second time both of you, I don't think you guys know what a small budget picture is because your examples have been Aladdin and Stranger <laughs> Things. So I don't know if you guys know what small little yeah, budgets are. Yeah, those are small projects. Very small no one's budget. Really indie. No one's ever heard They're of it. They're just no cult classics, heard of it, you know. Seen it. No cult merch. classics, absolutely. <laughs> Basically. Uh, but no, Genie from Aladdin. Everyone knows him as Aladdin's bestie who lived in a lamp, but very few people dare to even theorize how Genie even got inside that freaking lamp until now. So ladies, give me your 30 second theory on how Genie got stuck in the lamp in the first place. I think he was, uh, and this is a, uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't know this road theory period before this. I am going out of <laughs> absolutely nothing. I didn't print anything out for this is what I'm trying to say. Also, so, I forgot that this was the road question. Yeah. I know that you told us yesterday, but I completely okay. forgot. So I'm also <laughs> just going one. off the old so, noggin here. Like that's, yeah. that, that's the thing. That, this is good because this is the 30 second theory. Just let's think, pitch anything in 30 seconds. I think it's a, I think Jeannie was originally a spirit. I think Jeannie was originally a spirit mm. that was very into a lot of, okay, so maybe he lived in hell, all right? He's a spirit, he's in hell, he's very into kink and domination situations, uh, and he messed around with the wrong dominatrix. And I think this one put those brass metal bands on him and was like, you know what the safe word is? He never used the safe word, and the ultimate punishment was being locked in this cage. Imagine like, no, don't imagine. Don't imagine. There's kids that watch this. Uh, but you get locked in this cage that's a lamp for the rest of eternity, which is the ultimate punishment from a submissive. So I think that's what happened. And it was all an accident on his end. He's probably like got tired of it after a while. He was like, damn, I didn't think about eternity. <laughs> How long eternity is. Yes. Wow. I was honestly going to say the first thing that came into my head was, Tried to put his dick in the lamp and he got yep. stuck. And then he had to live there forever. <laughs> he got and fully so sucked I'm sorry, in. MT, but this is what you get when we both forget what the question was no, and we don't is, actually I think know. about it. This is great. I like this because like, like this is legit a 30 second theory. Anything's you're possible. Tempted, you're tempted and then you fully just get sucked in. You're like, oh. Yeah, you get sucked in. Like you're like, I'll just do the tip. And then you just get like, oh, like It's that. the worst vacuum cleaner of all time. It's the worst vacuum. The moral of the story oh, is don't try to put your dick in things and yeah. always say you're yeah, safe for it. Yeah, the moral of the story is fleshlights feel a lot better probably than a lamp. Than a lamp. Uh, don't do it. Um, oh my God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, um, these theories were great, even though they were they were just like really crazy and off the cuff. I love it so much. Um, I'm gonna have to give this one to um, I'm gonna give it to Whitney because I like, uh, yeah. I like this. <laughs> it's my dick in the lamp. Um, it's temptation, you know. They're both these are both very sexual theories, but like the temptation. The temptation is a real one. The temptation's a real one. You're like, well, I could just a little, just a tip. Jeannie doesn't have a lower a half uh, for a reason. So maybe oh. it got stuck and uh, yeah. it got uh, poofed off. See, that's why it's like a little wispy ghost eternal half. punishment. It's, It'd it's be an like eternal that. punishment no, no matter penis. what. No <sighs> penis. Sad. Sad times. 
That's why he uses comedy to get over it. It's um, true. But anyway, <laughs> that is it for this crazy episode of Rogue Theory. Thanks to our amazing guests, Whitney Van Lenningham and Jessica Clemens. If you have your own Rogue Theory for any of our topics today, be sure to drop them in the comments below or use the hashtag Rogue Theory on Twitter. Um, you support our channel by checking out all of our awesome merch over at nerdriot.shop. Follow me at Mastertainment. Follow New Rockstars on all social platforms. And be sure to subscribe to our channel here on YouTube. See you guys next time. We love you guys so much. Thank you for spending time with us. Bye.